Welcome to Grace Notes. This is your host, Barbara Sandbeck, and we've got a special program in store for you today. We've caught someone doing things right, and we want you to hear about it. You know, every once in a while, a real winner comes along and reminds us that circumstances don't have to dictate our successes or failures. A few years ago, a special lady called to ask Dale to make a recording of her soon-to-be-adopted daughter, Erica. Well, Erica came, and she sang her heart out for many weeks and finished the project. Her voice was impressive, but her godly spirit was even more impressive. We learned that she'd been through more horrific experiences in her 11 years than most people will ever go through in a lifetime. Yet, she was filled with the joy of the Lord. She has a wonderful testimony. So today, I'm going to interview this now-adopted 13-year-old, Erica Hewlett, and let her tell you what God has done in her life. Welcome back, Erica, to Sandbeck Sound Studios. I thought we'd start by having you describe the environment you grew up in. Our house was very dirty, and my parents, they didn't really take care of us. They were more concerned about their drugs, and we didn't have much food in the house. I remember eating just a can of green beans a day, and that like really made me sad sometimes because I just didn't feel like there was any hope. But I did remember when people told me that there was a God because I went to these churches and they would tell me about God and how he loved me and everything and that stuck in the back of my mind. Who took you to the churches? Well, I went over to my grandparents' house and there was a little Methodist church up behind their house and I walked up to that and that's where I got baptized but I really didn't understand what baptism was so that was just like something I did because they asked me to do it. Now it was even in in those hard times when when you weren't being taken care of. Did, were there times when you could sort of, even though you didn't know about God, that you could sort of feel that He was taking care of you? Yes, like, even though all those hard times came about, they could have been a lot worse for me. But God still provided my grandparents for me, and they gave me food and clothing, and I could have had a lot less than that. What was your first exposure then to God? Was that in the Methodist, the little Methodist church that went yes, to? Yes, yes. And, and um, when did you finally realize that you needed Jesus to come into your life? Well, when I was nine years old, I heard the Sunday school teacher, he was talking to the kids about God and, how, and Jesus and how he died on the cross for our sins. And I was just thinking to myself how many times I've sinned in my life and how I needed his love because I had so much pain in my life. And he, only he could, like, take away that pain. And then I prayed the sinner's prayer. And how did that go? I prayed to God that he would just wash me of all my sins clean, white as snow. And I thanked him for dying on the cross for me. I think what I remember you telling me is that... Um, you were put in foster homes. Now, how did that come to be? How old were you then? Well, I was eight years old when my was guy got home from the park, and my mother was sitting on the couch, and she was crying, and I was like, what happened? And she was like, they took away your brothers. And I was like, who took away my brothers? And she was like, the police. So I ran, and I ran to a neighbor's house across the street, and I hid there. And my grandparents came. I spent the night at their house. And then the next day they had to take me to the court or they would have gotten in trouble with the police. And when they took me to the court, I saw um, my mother in shackles. And that really upset me because I was only mm. eight years old. Mm. And I was taken to a foster home, which was my adopt. It was my foster mom, but now it's adop my adopted mom. And it took me till I was 10 years old to get adopted. 
So, um, your foster mom, who's now your mom? Yes. Sherry? Yeah. And uh, did, was she a, a believer as well? Yes. Wow, how God really watched out for mm-hmm. you, didn't he? Yes. So, um, I, I, I remember her saying how afraid you were for the first year. What did you do? Well, <clears throat> I mostly was afraid because I was just, I didn't want to accept the fact that someone really loved me and cared about me because all my life I had just thought that I didn't, nobody cared about me except my grandparents. And so I was really attached to them. And I, and I wanted to live with them. But then finally I realized that they were too old to take care of me. And so that's when I started accepting the fact that my mother loved me and wanted to take care of me and wanted to adopt me. Yeah, I think she told me that you had slept on the floor or something for the... Why yeah. did you do that? I was mostly scared because, I don't know, I just had a lot of fear. And, like, I had no friends or anything because I just moved to a new neighborhood. I had new friends. And finally I met my next-door neighbor, Kelly. And she really, like, impacted my life. But she wasn't a Christian, but now we still keep in touch sometimes. And she was just a really good friend to me. Your mom said that when you first wanted to sing, you, you couldn't sing. Oh, no. So, I sing. When did you first want to sing? How old were you? Well, all my life I remember when I was a little girl, and I would just be sitting there, I would think of these little, really silly songs in my head, and I would just want to sing them so bad, and I didn't know anything about singing. And so finally I asked my mother, I'm like, can I take voice lessons because I really like to sing? And she had recommended it to me before, and I just started singing, and I loved it. And uh, when did you find out that uh, that was something that you could use for, for the Lord? Well, when I was nine, I think I started taking voice lessons. And then, like, I wasn't really on fire for God. I was, like, singing, but I knew I was singing about Christian music, but I was I didn't really understand it until, like, I recorded my tape at your studio, mm-hmm. and it really made a difference. I really understood who I was singing to mm-hmm. and why I was singing to him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a real blessing to us, too. I I didn't know that part of it. How are you using your gift and your experiences now for the Lord? Well, I am singing everywhere, and I hopefully, like, through my singing, I've touched people. And, like, I try to tell my friends in my neighborhood about God, and I'm taking a teen's evangelism class, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, really helping me with this whole thing. And I'm hopefully going to be able to minister soon to my grandparents and to my my real mother because they they're not saved and I want to minister. What's what's happened to your real mother and your father? What what happened to them? Well, I've never met my real father. Oh, so when you grew up, you grew up just with your mom and your yeah. And I had a stepfather. Well, he wasn't really my stepfather. He was my brother's father, and he just grew up with us. And um, my mother, she. She's not on drugs anymore, but she used to be heavily on drugs, but she went to some rehab classes and she's not on drugs anymore. And she was trying to, she reads, she tells me she reads the Bible and everything Mm -hmm. and that she understands about God and stuff. So that's a really good, that's really good for her. And she told me that she was trying to get involved in a church. She asked me some questions and her boyfriend asked me some questions about why I believe in God and why I believe in Jesus. And I told him that he died on the cross for our sins and that he loves us and cares about us because her boyfriend's an atheist. Mm. So, And he sounded interested. So I've been trying to keep in touch with my mother and everything. 
I was um, one of the things that happens a lot in people's lives when they've been hurt so much is they become angry or they become bitter over the situation. I don't sense that with you, Erica. Are you angry or bitter over all the things that happened to you? No, because I realize that like so many people have this happen to them, and they just like keep it all inside of them, and they never want to share it to anybody. And I just feel like. Why keep it all inside you when Jesus died for you and he wants to give you peace and hope and everything. So I just like asked God for my, I asked him for my forgiveness and he took all my pain away. Oh, amen for that. So what what do you want to do when you get older? Well, I want to be a teacher. All right. What kind of teacher? <laughs> I want to teach like third or fourth grade, but I, did, I don't want to be like an ordinary teacher. I really want to make a difference in the kids' lives. And I really, I'm gonna really care about them. You told me today you wanted to share Jesus with them in some way. Yeah. And in a public school. Yeah, in a wow. public school. Yeah. Well, that's uh, you got your work cut out for mm -hmm. you. But if that's where God wants you, you know, mm -hmm. He'll make a way for you. And where do you see yourself in, say, let's ten years with your music? Well, hopefully, I'll... or even now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to record another tape. All right, we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I think my voice has matured a lot, and. I, I see myself like singing in churches and everything and giving my testimony and like really helping people and um, influencing people and I want to use my testimony to really help someone like because I've been through so much and I want people to know that when they go through so much that there is a way out and there is a and there is hope for them yeah and you could see through your life that God was really watching out for you mm -hmm. wasn't he and yes. he does have a plan for you doesn't he Erica yes. Well, let's, um, let's conclude. What do you have to say, then, to, to other people, other kids, or other people that are living in environments that the type that you lived in? What, what's your message of hope for them? Just don't give up, because even if you're not a Christian, God is still watching out for you. But when you, when you become sad or anything, just pray to God and, tell, and ask Him for your courage and hope and strength. And maybe one day that somebody would be able to minister to you and you would be able to become saved. And um, just never give up and always have hope. Amen. And you can have that hope in Jesus Christ, yes. can't you? Thank you, Erica. It's been a pleasure. Let's listen now to Erica sing one of my favorite songs from her project. There are days when I feel the best of me is ready to begin. Then there are days when I feel I'm letting go and soaring on the wind. Cause I've learned in laughter, roar and pain how to survive.
Thanks for joining us here at Grace Notes. We pray that you've been blessed. If you'd like to know more about this ministry or you would like a cassette of Erica's recording, please write and let us know at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or email us through our website at www.sandbeckministries.com. Join us again on our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.